I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Hi, this is Derek from Atlanta. Unlike Bob, I am a former law enforcement officer, but I still enjoy listening to a practical show by a practical guy. You're listening to the Handgun World Podcast. And welcome to episode 567 of Practical Show, done by a practical guy. I am Bob Main. This is Sunday, October 10th, 2021. This episode is brought to you by Keepers Concealment, the leading authorities on appendix carry, appendix carry holsters, even conceal carry legal protection. There are affiliates of CCW Safe. You need legal protection after you have been in a self-defense encounter. If you listened to last week's episode with Greg Ferris as he talked about his two incidents where he had to use a gun in self-defense, I think you'll understand the need for CCW Safe. Keeper's Concealment is an affiliate. KC10OFF will get you a 10% discount at CCW Safe. Get signed up. You need it. KC10OFF at Keeper's Concealment. Dot com And if you carry appendix, check out their holsters. They are second to none for appendix carry. So speaking about the interview that I played last week where Greg Ferris talked about his two self-defense gunfights, I've had a lot of feedback, both positive and negative. I very much appreciate all the emails and everything and all the feedback that you folks sent to me. Please keep it coming. I don't agree with everything that Greg Ferris said. I don't agree with everything that he did. It's easy to Monday morning quarterback this stuff, folks, but how about you? How would you do if you were in that situation? Would you have performed any better? Have you been in a situation like that? Maybe you might want to share it. It's difficult. Even in competition matches, I've seen people's brains pretty much go away with them. They The brains go to mush. They lose all of their plan. And that's just competition. That's just a shot timer and other people watching you. That's not the threat of somebody trying to rob your store, take your life, stab you, beat you up, whatever's going on, invade your house. So think about how much stress you're going to be under. And the best laid plans, folks, will will not always materialize exactly the way that you want it to materialize. So again, I don't agree with everything. I don't agree with everything he did and said. But I got to say, both of those ended up in Greg's favor. He survived. He's still here to talk about it. He lived. And he also seemed to survive the legal fight afterwards, even though that was messy and dirty think about that so that's all I want to say about that make sure that make sure you're not too critical because it's hard to perform in a situation like that so that's all I want to say that's all I want to cover about Greg Ferris's interview I hope that you found it interesting so I have a good episode for you this week I have an interview 
that I want you to listen to. A shot competition match, and uh, that was yesterday. And I went with a good friend of mine, Mark Giles. We shot competition together, and we had a little chat. I did something that I have not done in a really long time, and that is I recorded a podcast from the Handgun World Mobile Studio. And I had Mark in my truck with me. We talked a little bit about what kind of guns we were shooting, what kind of holsters we were using, so on and so forth, what our plan was before the match. We chatted some more on the way home. So you're going to hear the before and the after. You're going to hear before the match, and you're going to hear after the match and what our thoughts are and our experience and things like that. This interview is brought to you by Concealment Solutions, makers of fantastic holsters, Cobra outside the waistband, inside the waistband, hybrid holsters. They also make great concealed carry belts, mag pouches. I own a lot of Concealment Solutions product. Check them out, concealmentsolutions.com. Handgun World is the one-word coupon code for a 10% discount there. So you can use KC10OFF to get your discount at Keeper's Concealment and at CCW Safe. And you can use Handgun World as your discount code at Concealment Solutions. Both of them are sponsors of this show and they are first class organizations. So that's it. Let's get right to my interview with my good friend, Mark Giles. Okay, in the Handgun World mobile studio this morning, headed out to AASA. And in my mobile studios, my good friend and Christian brother, Mark Giles. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, nice being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So I want to take some time here while we got about, I would say, about a 20-minute drive ahead of us to go shoot some competition. Let's talk about our guns. Uh, What are you shooting today, Mark? I'm shooting a Rock Island uh, UltraTac match-grade. 9 millimeter double stack. 2011. 2011. A Rock Island TAC Ultra match double stack 9 millimeter 2011. That's correct. That thing's cool. It's a beast. Uh, I haven't actually shot it since you made all your modifications, but I shot it a little bit when you first got it. What do you like about that gun? Well, I like because uh, if you download your ammo a little bit and. Uh, get a lighter spring in it you can have hardly any muzzle flip at all on that gun and it makes it for a quick double taps or you know follow-ups yeah and you you have become very proficient with it and you're right i mean what does that thing weigh like 40 before you modified it how much did it weigh like about 44 ounces or something i haven't really honestly weighed it myself but it's within right at reg on the the max weight that you can have yeah it's like a little over it's almost a three pound gun pretty close yeah it's a little bit beefy on the on the weight so it's but after you shoot it a while you don't notice it anymore you get used to that huh yeah you get used to it and plus two it's just smooth it's just a joy to run because you don't notice the kick and the up flip in the muzzle now i want listeners that might be thinking about getting a setup like that you got to use special magazines, don't you? Talk about that. Well, the, the deal with Rock Island, they only issue you one magazine where you buy it. And the capacity of them is right at uh, the, the 17 rounds that, you know, like a lot of the clocks have. And you can buy extended mags for it where you can get up to 
21 all the way up to about 28 depending on how much money you want to spend and they roughly start at about 120 up to 180 dollars so those are some mag. So, those are some expensive magazines yep yeah, but they're very durable they, they uh, uh, are easy to work on they, they make them to where they'll last you a lifetime where do you get those from um trying to think of the the source that I bought it from um right off the top of my head you would ask me that. <laughs> well when you think of it just yeah. email it to me yeah. uh, so I can put a link in the show notes right. for everybody listening to this that may have a gun like that or want to get one they know where to get the good quality magazines right and you can on um, gun trader uh, or gun broker find some uh, Rock Island mags and you can buy some extensions for them too if you want to off the internet so the mags you're shooting today what's their capacity the ones that I have are about 22 rounds that it'll hold. And it's really cool because some of the stages we have today, I kind of looked at them. They're like, you know, between 18 and 21 rounds. Yeah, so if you don't miss any, you're good to go. Well, you oh, never miss, right? Oh, yeah, right. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> depends on, just depends on where I'm at. If, you know, someday I got my uh, groove and some days I don't. So. Now, do you have a red dot on that gun? No, I don't. Just have open sights on it. And talk about the open sights. I think they're pretty nice. Yeah, it's got the solid black uh, rear si- uh, rear sight, and then we have a uh, uh, what we call the uh, fiber optic. fiber optic on the front. So it's, I got an orange one on the front. And uh, it's I think it's like a red, red fiber optic, isn't red it? Or, yeah, red or reddish orange. Yeah, depending on how you want to define colors. Yeah. <laughs> And it's easy to see. The sights are very good on that gun. I was impressed yeah. when I first shot it. Yeah, I need all the help I can because right now I got uh, cataracts that I'm waiting to get taken out. But, you know, any little thing helps, especially a bright dot out there. So, <laughs> For people that don't know, Mark and I are similar in age. We're, um, we're still young guys, but, you know, okay. sometimes we have to pay the price of a little bit older. Yeah, I got five years on you, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... You know what? Seems like when you get to this point, five years isn't all that much of a difference. Yeah. Well, if you keep yourself in good shape, you shouldn't. So, so back to the gun. Uh, what What about your holster? What kind of holster are you using? It's a open holster that you just uh, put the muzzle into a little, uh, like a pole or a, a post. Yeah. And then uh, they it's got a, a deal where it clicks into place on your. Uh, trigger guard and you can lock it in and so whenever you unlock it it's easily just pops out in any direction forward and up okay um let me uh take the okay after the pause so mark talk a little bit more about your holster so right now the the brand that i have is a cr uh, speed which is just you just it's all velcro you can take it off and put it on real quickly and adjust it on the fly if you have to. Uh, all the um, uh, the holster itself and the mag pouches are all adjustable. You position them anywhere you want. Uh, it's very, very, you know, modular. You can let somebody else borrow it, and if they have a different waist side, it's easy to adjust it to a larger person yeah, or a smaller person. Infinitely adjustable. I like that. Yeah, so it's 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 well worth the money. I believe I spent like about um, 
close to $250 for the setup. It got it on sale. Normally, it's about $350. So, yeah, and what kind of mag pouches are those? Yeah, there's the same thing. They're CR, CR Speeds brand. They were they're adjustable where you can... It's got a quick a knob on it where you can tighten down and cinch down to where the friction hold on the mags are adjustable. And you can have it where they come out real easily or they can, they hold on, you know, well, depending on how much movement you have in the course of your fire that you have on the competition. And that's kind of cool. You have a really good competition rig set up there and you're doing well. You're getting used to it. You know, at first I could tell that you were having to get used to it, but now that you've shot it enough, you know, you're ready to go with that. Yeah. Yeah, so it really getting enjoyable now. I don't have to think about things as much. It's getting more muscle memory and everything I'm doing now. So I'm uh, really enjoying it. Yeah, today I'm shooting my trusty third-generation Glock 19. Mine's mine's a low-technology gun, Mark. Okay, well, <laughs> I think mean, the, the 1911 platform is a little bit more lower technology than the Glock. No, but you got a 2011. Well, but all that is is just a double stack handle and, you know, base to it. So that's the only difference there. So both of us are at a disadvantage. We're shooting these low-tech guns, right? Yeah. Uh, the only thing I've done to mine is added a um, hammer, a lighter hammer, where it makes it a little bit faster. Uh, a better uh, spring uh, system and trigger. Um, just a lot of the internals have just upgraded them to where it makes it a little bit easier uh, flow of the, of the trigger and hammer. So Yeah, and I need to be totally upfront. My Glock 19, it's not in stock configuration. Mine's a fairly nicely modified third gen Glock 19. I got the three and a half pound connector in it and I've had some good stippling done on the grip. I've had some nice, uh, some people call them gas pedals. I just call them nice textured thumb rests to help control the pistol a little bit better. And I've got Trigicon HD sights on it. And I, I just seem to shoot that gun very well. It's been a long time since I've shot it. I've been mostly shooting my Shadow Systems guns lately, which are fantastic. But I, I want to run the Glock 19 today and see what I can do up against your 2011 and some of the other cool guns out there. All right, yeah, well, the, the other upgrade I have on mine, too, by the way, is a gas pedal that's, like, enormous. Uh, what it is, we, I replaced the uh, takedown pin that comes out that also, too, catches a slide. And it has a gas pedal on the side of that pin that sticks out. And my whole thumb has some... You know, has a place to rest. Right, right. What does that do for you? It it helps mitigate the uh, muzzle flip too, and and keeping keep control of your gun a lot more. So, a lot of people don't realize that your weak hand thumb, uh, if you've got either texturing or some kind of a device that helps on your gun, you know, if you got low tech guns like we have, that that helps, doesn't it? Oh yeah. So it's just. Uh, Makes it more of a joy to shoot when you know you got more control over it, and you don't have to have to fight to try to squeeze your gun so tight yeah. that you you, know, you have to concentrate on that all the time. So, uh, grip is very important, it and is. it sounds like what you've done improves your grip tremendously. It does. 
it was like about a hundred buck ad to, to buy that uh, gas pedal add-on with a takedown pin and it was well worth it in my opinion yeah now we're talking about competition rigs here um, neither one of us conceal carry the guns that we're talking about right now occasionally I'll carry this Glock 19 but I've switched over to the Shadow Systems MR920 as my primary, which basically it is a fancy Glock 19. Yeah. So I have basically my carry is going to be a uh, 80% uh, GST9 Glock like gun that has a red uh, Holison red dot on it, and I probably should shoot it in competition more just to be you know comfortable with it. So if anything ever in a carry out when I'm carrying it, I'll be able to handle it well. And my strategy today is to shoot my concealed carry gun, or one of them. I'm shooting from a concealed carry holster. Uh, my sponsor, Concealment Solutions. I'm using one of their Cobra outside the waistband holsters, and it's great for concealed carry, and it's comfortable. And I'm going to have an untucked shirt covering up my gun and covering up my mag pouches. So I'll be drawing from concealment and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit more tactical, use cover the right way, and probably shoot this match a little bit differently. But I treat these matches, Mark, as practice for what I'm gonna do when I have to carry. How about you? Yeah, it's just good overall um, getting used to your gun and being comfortable with it, where you don't have to think about things. If something does arise where you need to, yeah. Uh, something arises where you need to use your gun god forbid that ever happens uh but you want to be able to pull that gun out and not think about what you need to do next to protect yourself that's why i'm a big fan of using these competition matches to do that i get a lot of people that email me or say to me oh bob i'd never go to competition because i'm not good enough and i just want to say you don't have to be good enough um You've noticed, Mark, when you first started doing this, um, most competition leagues are very friendly to new shooters, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They don't uh, they don't give you, you know, or frown at you if you screw up a lot or, or laugh at you or anything like that. They're actually very supportive of helping you hone your skills in shooting. And they want everybody to have a fun time. It's, it's not about everybody, you know, kicking everybody's you know you know what in, in competition this is all just a friendly match you just said the most important word fun and you don't have to be good enough to come come to competition you just have to have an open mind to have fun and eventually you'll find that you can practice things that you normally cannot practice if you go to a public range right 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 you'll see things that you see other people are doing and try to pick up you know, get some pointers of, of you know the tactics that they use in shooting, and uh, bring it into what you're doing. So it's a learning situation for everybody. Now that's another good point you just brought up. You can learn from other shooters. Man, I tell you, I've been doing this. I've been competing since 2006. I got my first IDPA classification in 2006. I got the first. I still have my card. I classified as a, as a sharpshooter. I missed expert just barely by about three seconds. So that's now 15 years ago. 
and I have learned so much. I'm a far better shooter now uh, than I was in 2006. How long have you been doing it? Ah, that's a good question. Probably about over 15 years. Yeah. It's been about since the same as me. Yeah, you, you introduced me into IDPA, if I remember. I did. And uh, One day at Bible study, we were talking. Yeah. And I said, uh, right at the end of Bible study, I said, why don't you come shooting with me? We used to do Bible studies on Friday night, remember? Yeah, yeah. And I said, why don't you come shooting in a competition match with me tomorrow? Yeah, I think he loaned me one of your guns to, to shoot that time. And then I was hooked from that on that time on. The gun I let you use at that time is the very gun that I have on my hip right now that I'm going to shoot. It's I bought this thing right about about 16 years ago. Yeah, I think I went out and bought a Glock 17 right after right after that. I, I used one and I shot that one for a while and then ended up getting a Glock 34 after that. And uh, I don't know how many Glocks I've been through now. Probably over a dozen. <laughs> You can never have too many Glocks, right? No, no, no. Or, or too many guns, period. You just, you know, you can't have too many. No, I just decided uh, to do the change over to 2011 just because I've done everything I can think of with a Glock. And I, I like to keep on trying to find new new ways of shooting better. So I'm just trying a new gun out here, and I'm, I'm loving it so far with this 2011. Well, we're just a couple minutes away from the range, so we're going to wrap this up soon. But um, we're going to talk more about it after we get done shooting what we're talking about. And after we, you know, we'll have kind of like a, we're going to have an after action report on this match. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. Hopefully I don't flub up too much. All right, we'll be right (laughs) back. Okay, part two from the Handgun World Mobile Studio. Mark and I just finished shooting AASA. Mark, how'd you do? Oh, I did average. I tried to slow down and get my uh, percentage of hits up better. Uh, it was an all right day. I didn't do bad, but I didn't do real good either. So we'll, yeah. just, we'll call it a draw today. I think I kept up with your 2011 with my lowly little Glock 19 Gen 3. I think I might have kept up with you. Yeah, I think you did. Like I said, but I was slowing it down. So if I was pushing it, you probably wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, The uh, I didn't get a chance to shoot yours because that's not really the way it works. But I shot real good till the last stage. I had two malfunctions. Yes, with a Glock. But I will say this. It's a modified Glock and I was shooting steel ammo. So I'm not quite sure what happened. I, I was shooting the cheap Monarch steel ammo that I got when ammo was really hard to come by. And I got lucky at Academy and picked up a couple boxes. Um, and I got a modified Glock with a Wilson combat barrel. I'm not quite sure what happened. I had a, I actually had a double feed, but how did your gun run? It, it ran flawless. Uh, didn't have a single hiccup other than any mistakes that were my fault. So... That was good. And I'm not saying that that malfunction might, it might have been my fault, but I don't think so. I think it was. It cost you about 10 seconds. It cost me about 10 seconds. Yeah. Or, you know, I would say at least six or seven for sure. Yeah. Because you came in at about 34 seconds where normally you were running about 24. Yeah. Okay. 10 seconds. And that, 
That's what sucks about malfunctions. And if you think about that in real life, in a real life self-defense fight, it might cost you even more than 10 seconds. Yep, so it's always have, you know, you carry a gun, have good ammo on hand. So your gun ran well. Yep, sure did. No flaws on that. You didn't have any malfunctions to clear? Nope, none at all. So, okay, only brain malfunctions. Yeah, I just didn't, with my gun, it doesn't, the slide doesn't lock back on the last round, so when I ran out of ammo, I wasn't counting my rounds, so I take a little bit longer to realize I'm out to, you know, before I load another mag in. Can you explain to people that don't quite know why doesn't your slide lock back on the last round? Well, number one, I, that extra modification I have with the gas pedal is on there, and it's, it's a safety concern that you uh, not able to release the slide by pushing down on it uh, whenever you don't want to. So it, it doesn't have a way of catching the slide on the last round. Okay. Well, and, you know, I guess that's good and bad. For competition, that's bad because you pretty much got to keep track of what you've shot, right? Correct, yeah. You got to keep track of your number count of how many you shot and also, too, how many times you hit each plate. So you got to keep two things running at the same time in your mind. Now, in real, well, that's true. But you know what? In real life, you'll have more than two things on your mind. You'll have about yeah. 20 things on your mind. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. And I always say, I know some people disagree with me, but... How many rounds did you say are in your magazines? 22. 22. If you got to use that gun in self-defense, I would say the chances of you going through all 22 rounds is almost zero. What do you think? It would be an extended gunfight, that's for sure. So, not in today's real world, probably wouldn't even go through five or six. Yeah, and so I think you're you're just fine with that gun. And even if it doesn't, the slide doesn't lock back, I think that's actually a, a minor deal. That's not a major right. issue. Yeah, most people that have these 2011s, the majority of them do not lock back. So you, it's just something you got to learn to uh, compensate for whenever you're shooting. Well, and you got to learn to reload before you're empty. Correct. So that's what you mean by compensating, right? Correct. You got to keep in mind where you're at with the your round count, and then if you're uh, in a uh, point, a transition in a stage where you're moving, you might as well go ahead and reload while you're moving, so you're not, you know, doesn't cost you any time on that reload. Yeah. Now let's talk about reloading while you're moving. There's a couple of good reasons for that, which I always encourage. Number one, if you're reloading while you're moving. It typically saves time if you're moving from one shooting spot to the other. It makes no sense to stand there and reload before you go. However, the other thing is making yourself a moving target while you have an empty gun is a good idea. Correct. That way you know, it's harder for your opponent, uh, whoever you're up against, it, from hitting you uh, if you're you know, moving. Definitely a moving target is hard to hit. Moving target's very difficult to hit, so make yourself a moving target. And, you know, Ben and I teach these in classes. We just taught this a couple of weeks ago to some of our students. Those of you who are Patreon supporters of mine, you'll see those videos about moving and shooting. If you're a Shooters Club member, you'll see those videos about moving and shooting. And in competition, we do a lot of moving and shooting, don't we? 
Yeah, we're always moving from point A to B and maybe C, you know, several times uh, on almost every stage of this uh, competition. We go through five stages. So. Five stages, I think we probably today shot, we shot a lot, probably about 125 rounds, I think. Yeah, you're going to shoot between 20 to 20-ish rounds, depending on how many you First shots you got to make, make up, but most most stages are running between 18 to 20 shots mandatory. Yeah, times five. So it's a pretty good amount of practice. Sure. Definitely can go through a lot of rounds. <laughs> uh, how did your holster work? Uh, it, it worked good. It's, I'm still trying to get used to it on how the uh, lock works on it as far as not allowing the gun to come out of the holster. It's completely different than... Uh, a holster that you just shove inside and it completely completely encases the gun where this one's completely open it's a different style altogether it seems to me like coming out here and doing this competition shooting it also helps you test out your gear right oh definitely yeah you always uh, if you haven't been using it long it's a good way to get to learn you know learn and know exactly how everything works properly so, and it's better testing in practice than going to the public square range and standing there and putting holes in paper at seven yards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this gives you more of an idea how to uh, learn how to shoot and you know, think on the run. So definitely good practice. We'll have to check the scores. I think you and I were pretty close. I may have lost it on that last stage yeah. because I, I cost myself that almost 10 seconds i had two malfunctions on that stage yeah that that cost you at least 10 seconds i was running about two to three seconds behind on the other one so we're probably pretty close to the same the two malfunctions i had was the first one i just described the second one was my fault completely i had to reload and when i reload um, i had an empty gun when i had to reload and i did not put one round in the chamber properly after I reloaded. So I heard one of the loudest sounds that a shooter hears is a click when I was expecting a bang. <laughs> Definitely. And that's a loud click, man. It It's a loud click. That kind of hits you in your gut. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right, Mark, thanks for the recap. And uh, we'll do this again in a couple weeks. Maybe we'll do some more podcasting from the mobile studio. Sounds great to me. And many thanks to my good friend, Mark Giles. That was a fun discussion to have. And I hope you learned something from that. I did. Please remember to, sh to support me on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Handgun World. Patreon page. I just put some recent videos up there from the class that Ben Branham and I taught here in San Antonio last weekend more is coming also for all you shooters club members please support the show either joining the shooters club eight dollars a month or patreon for as little as three dollars a month and this show is mostly supported by generous listeners like you not much from my sponsors folks but generous listeners like you over the years i appreciate that had many people sign up for the Shooters Club, many people since I started my Patreon page recently, and the videos are a little bit different from one to the other. If money's a little tight, you can get on Patreon for about $3 a month, for only actually starting at $3 a month to support this show. 
If you have a little bit extra, $8 a month or $75 a year at the Shooters Club, I think we are close to 90 episodes now on the Shooters Club. 90 episodes. And I think I'm at about 15 or 16 episodes with a lot of new videos at Patreon. So check out the show notes, patreon.com slash handgunworld or shootersclubmembers.com. I always welcome feedback, email, handgunworld at gmail, voicemails, 210-647-17, excuse me, 210-646-1727, Remember to practice, remember to train, remember to stock up on ammo, remember of above all, it is your responsibility to take care of yourself. Don't, let, don't wait for anybody else to take care of you. Certainly don't wait for your government to take care of you. It's up to you to take care of your family. Folks, shoot straight, shoot safe. Read your Bible every day as I do. And I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.